0: Hey everybody! Welcome into another episode of Future Brew, right here on AmazingBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Join me today. As always, we got Stephen Ostentowski and John Simmons. John, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm good. I'm happy to report that I am, like Stephen said last podcast, uh, built different with <laughs> uh, no no symptoms after my second shot. So excellent. I'm, I'm At glad to join the club. Look That's
0: yeah, look at you guys. That's what I'm talking about. Happy to hear that, man, and happy to hear that uh, you're all vaccinated and healthy and doing well. Steven, how are you? Are you, are you still built different? You all good? I,
2: I still am, and I'm gonna. I'm excited. I'll be able to go rock climbing and Planet Rock coming up soon. It'll be two weeks after vaccination, so I'm truly going to be built different after I uh, get back to the rock wall and uh, get my forearms back to form. So, okay. so, so watch out.
0: Watch out! I, yeah, yeah. I I don't think I've went rock climbing since. Uh, oh man, early uh, early school days. Is this is this a an active hobby of yours, Stephen? I didn't know this about you.
2: It was. Yeah, I used to go about three times per week in Chicago. There are a few gyms really there that I went, went to, and then uh yeah, always growing up, I did a lot through Michigan at the uh, IM building rock climbed. So I was never like really good, but. You know, I I had some some big forearms for a time there. I looked like a real, <laughs> I looked like a weird superhero, like forearm boy, because I was like the only thing that was well developed on on my arms. So yeah.
0: so yeah, forearms for days, man. Well, I I hope you can get back to form at some point soon. You said in two weeks is when you're you're going to be cleared for that. It'll be one more week on Friday. One more week. Okay, so if you uh, have any plans next Friday, uh, listeners of the podcast, uh, just go to every rock climbing place in Metro Detroit and you might find the one and only Steven Ostentosky there. Yeah. Um, And
2: you can laugh at me because I'll be terrible. So I was
0: was going (laughs) to say, you'll find him there without his uh, usual giant forearms. So um, uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, let's start today's show discussing the latest visitor to check out Ann Arbor uh, guys. And that's 22 three-star defensive tackle Jordan Phillips. Uh let's say it's 6'3-290 from the state of Florida. We've talked about him quite a bit uh, pretty recently here on the pod as a guy that Michigan is very high on at the defensive tackle position in this class. And obviously Phillips uh feels similarly to Michigan considering that he took an unofficial visit this past weekend. He very easily could have waited a whole nother month uh when this dead period is finally going to be lifted and and prospects can take their official visits and uh, he would not have had to pay for that trip, but uh, obviously could not wait to see Ann Arbor. He and his family took the trip uh, this past weekend, Sam Webb over at the Michigan insider kind of been all over this recruitment from the beginning saying that uh, he was accompanied by his parents, his coach and the coach's son. They were able to check out obviously uh, pretty much the bare minimum, just campus all that kind of stuff. And, uh, quote, the quote from the trip was quote outstanding and quote, exceeded expectations. And, um, keep in mind again, really was only able to do the bare minimum here. Wasn't able to meet any of the coaches and uh, there were plans in the works for him to hook up with Will Johnson there. They weren't able to meet up this past weekend, Uh, which has really kind of been the norm for these unofficial visitors coming into Michigan uh, the last uh, couple months is Will Johnson kind of just being around and being able to hang out with these guys. Obviously, a big part of the recruiting process for this 22 class for Michigan. So, John, uh, as of now, at least on his 24-7 profile, it says that he has an official setup for UCF on June 11th, which – I kind of find intriguing that he already has something like that set up. It's not too far away from his hometown. Uh, but then he took this unofficial visit to Michigan this past weekend, took the money out of their own pocket to travel all the way up here. Normally, it's kind of the other way around. Uh, we talk about a prospect uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, George Petaway, a four-star running back who's kind of doing the unofficial route closer to his hometown, taking the official visits to some of these other campuses farther from where he's at right now. it's just very interesting that Phillips decided to do it this way.
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised that he hasn't set an official visit date yet. I was looking at the list earlier, just assuming that he already had, and I forgot that he hasn't set one yet. So um, I'm sure that will be coming to uh, some point in the future. Um, But yeah, I I like that he took this, this dead period visit, especially because I think he scheduled it after it was announced that official visits would be open. So it kind of just seems like he couldn't wait to get up to Ann Arbor and, uh, you know, bringing his parents and his coach along uh, is also a really good sign because those are uh, some of the most important people that are involved in any prospects decision. So having them there um, is going to to help a lot too. And I think they all uh, enjoy Michigan a lot. And I think, uh, it's pretty clear that the Wolverines are the team to beat right now, in my opinion, just given um, all that's been said about him. He's getting covered a lot by uh, Michigan outlets, which usually is a good sign too. So I think it's uh, a matter of time before he gives his commitment.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of think so too. And they've Michigan has had interest in Phillips from uh, the very beginning. I mean, they offered him a little while back and the, and they offered him – when he was an unranked prospect, did not have any ranking on the composite at all, did not have a ranking at all from 24 7 sports, and now he sits as a three star on both 24 7 and the composite. I would imagine that that would probably just keep going up and up, given the fact, I mean, he had a good junior campaign. If he turns that around into a good senior season and the fact that like we've talked about before on here, he's a multi-sport athlete. Those guys usually end up getting bumped up just because of their athleticism and their ability to uh, compete uh, kind of in more than one way, be a versatile kind of player. And those guys end up getting drafted into the NFL uh, higher than other players. And that's kind of what 24-7 bases their rankings off is where they think players are going to eventually go in the NFL draft. So, uh clearly interest from both parties here steven i'll turn it over to you just kind of like what john said uh, given the unofficial visit the mutual interest and uh, the comments that sam webb had made in his article today how confident are you in michigan's chances to eventually land him uh, john thinks that it's kind of like a when not if thing and i kind of think it is too it feels like a commitment is really waiting to happen at this point in my opinion
2: Yeah, it seems like that. The only thing I'm scared of is if you really have some big programs come in, Um, what does a Florida state or a Florida offer do? You know, being closer to family, things like that. That's the only thing that I could see possibly derailing that. Now it might be too little too late, right? I think there, and it depends on the prospect, but when a program like Michigan identifies you when you don't even have a profile or a picture or a ranking uh, within the 24 seven database, that means something and i i think most recruits probably respect that a program believes in you before the services really start picking up on your ability so i think that'll go a long way and it's seemingly been enough time for me to i would have expected other programs to be looking at him by now if if they were going to and it could be you know maybe their other their boards are filling up or they think it's maybe already too far in Michigan's favor at this point and not worth the time. So, so it's hard to say, you know, we don't have the the knowledge to to dive into that situation, but it's funny reading between the lines on a lot of these articles, even 24 seven is like, yeah, this guy's severely underrated. And yeah. so, sometimes you get a guy like Cleek Hudson or Josh Uche who are maybe ranked a little lower than what their production ends up being because they're between positions but every so often you'll have a guy like Jordan Phillips who is just like, man, this guy just slips th- through the cracks. And, you know, we, we mentioned the COVID effect in rankings and uh, that that's truly the case here with Phillips. So I agree with John uh, long winded way of saying that. I think it is, it would be shocking if it wasn't Michigan at this point. And now he has two predictions from guys who are relatively reliable in those crystal balls. So uh, the only thing I'm watching is if other big programs in the SEC come through closer to home and really, really push hard and delay uh, Phillip's timeline a bit.
0: Yeah, right now he's 603 on the composite. He's an 86 on the composite and 88 on 24 ranking. So they're clearly more high on him uh, than what the uh, composite score is giving him right now. Yeah, I I would be curious, too, to see what a Florida Florida state. uh, He's got a Miami offer, and he's got the Auburn offer, which are two pretty solid offers down there in that region of the country. So he has the opportunity to stay closer to home, not exactly at home, but very close. And obviously, given uh, the official visit he's going to be going on June 11th to uh, Central Florida, he certainly has that opportunity is, at the very least, entertaining it uh, at the very moment. But yeah, I want to hit on this uh, on that point just a little further with, you know, if a Florida, Florida State does pop up here, John, what's it really going to take for them to evaluate a prospect like Jordan Phillips at this point? He's got good film. Uh, He has the uh, statistics, the accolades. He's a multi-sport guy, which uh, coaches just covet at this point. Um, We've talked about how Jim Harbaugh loves his multi-sport guys, but he's not much of a camp guy. So I could see that kind of being the reason why some schools are kind of hesitant with not wanting to offer Jordan Phillips at this point. But, I mean, everything's on the tape. You go to his huddle video, and he's just uh, brutally pushing people around. I mean, it's like it's not even fair what he's doing to these kids on the football field. So, John, what do you think it is? Is it the lack of camp stuff? What is it?
1: Yeah, I, I do think him not going to a lot of camps has a lot to do with it, for sure. Um, I'm not sure what level he plays at either. Um, Okoe doesn't really jump off the page to me. I don't think it's one of the bigger schools down there, so that could be it too. Um, so I could definitely see him being more of a late riser once his senior uh, tape comes out. Um, I did see today that Mississippi State offered him just a couple hours um, before we're recording this, which uh, is interesting because that's, you know, where Matt Dudek went, so I think he definitely was around when uh, the staff was going hard after Phillips and identified him. So I think um, he's. we could see some more uh, under the radar guys that Michigan likes being offered by them. Um, but I think it's just funny that they're uh, one of his most recent offers um, for sure. So he could be picking up more interest from SEC schools um, as he gets more attention from the Michigan uh, brass too.
0: Yeah. That's got Dudeck written all over it. Probably. I, if he uh, was evaluating him at U of M, then I mean, you saw the same thing with Partridge when he left Michigan to go to Ole Miss, he was offering a ton of Michigan targets as well. So I, I would anticipate Dudek's probably the reason for that. Uh, w- genuinely curious to see if that's going to continue. Uh, I did not see the uh, Mississippi state offer there, but, uh, Very interesting at the very least. He did get uh, an Indiana offer. I did not see that one either uh, semi-recently. Racked up 71 tackles uh, this past season for his high school, uh, 14 tackles for loss, five sacks, two forced fumbles. So um, clearly it's all there if other schools want to go get him. I mean, he's already 6'3", 290 as a uh, a junior uh, going into his senior season so you would anticipate him continuing to grow and and form potentially into a nose tackle kind of guy and we've talked about uh it, where we kind of think he's going to line up in the defensive line uh when he eventually gets to college so yeah i mean it, it's all there man i mean Steven, i'll give you the last word on Phillips i i know that we're, we're all kind of enamored by him despite his low ranking uh, at the moment but uh, it could potentially be a really big pickup here. I, I think there's going to be a commitment at some point. Uh, I don't know if he's going to a hold off before he takes his officials, but at this point, at the very least, I would venture to say Michigan leads here.
2: Yep. My final word on this, my proposal, if I'm ever in charge of recruiting, start at the top recruitments for wrestling heavyweights, go down the line and cross-reference that with guys who play football, And that's your top of the board. (laughs) So so give me an all heavyweight wrestling defensive line and start there. Um, and that's one of the main reasons I'm as high as Phillips as, as his film, you know, his film shows a lot, but add in the wrestling I'm all in. So that's it.
0: Have the wrestling and have, uh, the, uh, rock climbing forearms that Steven is going to eventually (laughs) build back up, uh, over time. So, um, Yeah, we'll have to see if uh, if Phillips comes back for a visit, we're going to have to uh, get some exclusive video. You guys rock climbing together. Um, It it is a a mission of mine at this point, Stephen. Um, I don't don't know if you'd be up for that, but uh, I'll ask Jordan. I'll put a call in. There you go. Okay. well, uh, John, final word, anything.
1: No, he's a good player. I feel like uh, we're kind of being like homers sometimes talking about how all these guys that the new defensive staff is recruiting uh, are underrated. But I, I truly think in this case, Phillips is.
0: I think so too. I, I'm, You see this pop up every cycle, uh, it, whether it's a guy on defense. Last year, Xavier Worthy was, I, I don't think Xavier Worthy was ranked when they offered him. And if he was, he was very low ranked player at the time and eventually became a top 100 player. So yeah, you can really find diamonds in the rough. It doesn't matter where they're ranked at the beginning, but they could end up blowing up and having their recruitment take off. Oscar Delp being a tight end in this class as well, was a guy that wasn't highly ranked when they offered him and look at where he's at now. So it goes a long way, but uh, we'll certainly see what happens with this recruitment. Um, I would say Michigan leaves at this very moment, uh, but we will certainly keep everybody posted on where this goes. So we will take a quick break. We're going to talk some Michigan basketball recruiting uh, on the other side here, but let's first talk about our sponsor here on Mason Brew Podcast and that is Homefield, which is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis and not only is their stuff comfy, it is officially licensed gear, so they do not screw around when it comes to their designs. The team over at Homefield studies every school's history, traditions, and legacies to create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. And Homefield has some really cool, original Michigan designs that you will not find anywhere else. If you're looking for a t shirt, if you're looking for a crew neck, whatever it is, they've probably got it. So if you're looking for some of that vintage apparel today, then go to homefieldapparel.com, use that promo code MNB at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your entire first order. That's not just one item. If you want to buy five items, you know, if you want three T-shirts, two crewnecks, whatever, use that promo code MNB at checkout. You'll get 20% off the entire thing. Head over to homefieldapparel.com today. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to wrap up today's podcast talking some Michigan hoops recruiting. I feel like it's been a really long time since we've really had anything to discuss uh, when it comes to Jawan Howard and uh, the recruiting trail. But now that we do, let's just dive right in. Over the weekend, Jawan Howard picked up a big commitment from Coastal Carolina transfer point guard, Devontae Jones. He won Sunbelt Player of the Year this past year, had 19 0.3 points, seven point two boards two point nine assists and two point eight steals per game that steal stat really sticks out to me and we'll talk about that in just a second uh, but he also shot 36.8 percent from threes and nearly 50 percent of total field goals too so a really well-rounded player there uh, that has a lot of uh, good experience so Howard did some pretty quick work here uh, but I major shout out to Mike Smith for lending a helping hand in this process too. a zoom called with Jones, gave him the rundown of what it's like to go from a smaller school to a place like Michigan. So that really uh, paid dividends for the Wolverines at the end of the day. And he told 24 seven sports, what led him to Michigan is he wanted to go somewhere based on how he fits into the system and the collective effort from the coaches and the fan base and the whole community. So major shout out to the Michigan fans, I guess, for, for uh, lending another helping hand in getting him to Ann Arbor. He has two years of eligibility left, but I really feel like this is going to be like a Mike Smith, another one and done deal. Uh, He entered his name into the NBA draft to just test the waters there. So I would really anticipate this upcoming season being uh, his only as a Wolverine. So, Steven, I'm going to turn it to you first because you broke down what he really brings to the table in a video that you had posted on the Mason Brew YouTube channel. And obviously, Michigan fans have gotten accustomed to seeing a transfer player be the floor general for Michigan. Obviously, this last year with Mike Smith, um, in your opinion, what, what does first of all, what does Jones bring to the table and are there any similarities in his game with Mike Smith or is this kind of like a new breed of point guard coming to Ann Arbor this next season?
2: Yeah, I think it's a new guy. It's kind of if you merged Shawnee Brown with Mike Smith a little bit because that 2.8 steals per game number three in the country overall so that you're right that definitely sticks out on his stat sheet, Um, you know, Sunbelt player of the year. Uh, He doesn't have like the top flight athleticism that I think Mike Smith was a little bit underrated for. I think he was a really good athlete. I think you might see Jones struggle a little bit there. I don't think he's going to blow by people as easily as Mike Smith could. Um, But I mean, you, you shoot 48% or or damn near 48%. I don't care what conference you're playing in D one. That's really impressive. So his ability in transition is, uh, second to none. It's extremely good. That steal rate only improves the valuable nature of that transition game. Um, you know, the I think he kind of got called out a little bit because of that low assist numbers his senior year, but uh, they they were much higher uh, before his senior year, and it, it seemed like it was more of a case of he was pushed to carry more of the offensive load. His or I'm sorry, I keep saying senior year his his last year at Coastal Carolina, uh, excuse me. Um, So this past year, he was uh, burdened with more of the offensive duties, and that's why his assist rate uh, went down. Because with his ability in transition and driving off of the pick and roll, creating his own offense, that'll open up a ton. And I think it'll open up a lot more at Michigan than it did at Coastal Carolina for him. So, you know, he can shoot the three. This past year at 36% was his best. Uh, by quite a bit. So I don't know if, if it's not the best shot for him. It does take a little bit to, to get up there, but he has a really good step back. Um, and I mean, he's a guy, if, if you need to turn to get to get to the basket or get up a basket, you can rely on him for points, right? 19 points per game. Um, the ability to get into the lane with his more physical body, right? Mike Smith was a, a pr- pretty small point guard. Now he bring in a six foot guy, but he's all of 200 pounds. He's pretty, uh, pretty bulky for a point guard. He's able to get in the lane, use his physicality really well, absorb contact and finish at the rim and then add in the 86% free throw shooting. And um, you know, I, I don't think you're going to see him shooting um, all too much, but his drive and his transition ability, if Michigan really wants to pick up the pace, they should, because he is, uh, he's dynamite in that area. So, I mean, it's a great pickup. And like you said, having Mike Smith in a very similar situation where Columbia really relied on him, um, you know, he was able to speak with Devontae Jones, kind of give him that perspective. And hopefully, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously it worked out in, in that transition that Jones will be going through as well.
0: Yeah, uh, like I mentioned before uh, passing over to you, you did that video on the Mazen Brew YouTube channel. Go check that out if you haven't already, because Steven does a really good job of, I mean, pretty much just reiterating what he said, breaking it down, giving some video in there as well. So go check that out. Um, John, yeah, I mean, this is a big pickup here, John, because Jones, he's an experienced player. He's able to do multiple things well at a pretty high level, but it's also important because had he not committed to Michigan, Michigan would have really had to rely on Frankie Collins and Eli Brooks at the one. And now that Jones is in the mix, it gives Collins really all the time he needs to learn behind a seasoned veteran like Jones. And while also giving Eli the abilities to stay at the two, because I really think he plays his best basketball at the two. Uh, There were times where he would take over a point guard duties when uh, Mike Smith needed a breather this past season. But I mean, just there's so many different ways that this is a big pickup, John. It really is.
1: Yeah. I think it definitely uh, answers one of the biggest questions uh, that Michigan basketball is facing this off season, which was who can Eli Brooks lead the offense from the one, which, you know, he hasn't really had to do before now, but now with, with Jones on board, I think he handles that and Brooks can uh, stay in the role that he's accustomed to um, and help out the team that way. And, uh, Frankie Collins can have time to develop and grow because, you know, he's a top, what, 60 player in the country, but he's um, someone who's projected to be in the program for, you know, two to three years. So he'll have that time to develop and learn how to uh, run Juwan's offense. You know, back in the B-line days, it always took a while for freshmen to, freshman point guards to pick up the system and get comfortable with it. With it. And then, you know, they, they'd show a leap in their, their second year. Um, so hopefully Collins can get some good experience, um, get comfortable with the role and learn from Jones and Brooks. Um, he's going to have some great senior leadership at the guard position, and then hopefully he'll be ready to take over. Um, cause you know, I agree with you, Vaughn, that Jones will probably only be here for one season. Um, and then Collins can take over the reins.
0: That's what you hope for because it had, you had to rely on a true freshman point guard, like Frankie Collins, you would have been putting a lot into uh, his development just right out of the gate. And if he wasn't ready, then I mean, who knows where this thing would go, but bringing Jones in, it's just huge. And I expect Frankie Collins to be a good player at some point. I just don't know if he's necessarily ready to be that guy right out the gate. Even a guy like Xavier Simpson, who was a a team captain for several seasons in Ann Arbor, it took him a little bit to really get going there and never started until his sophomore season. Um, So Yeah, I I think it's a big pickup all around. I I really expect Jones to come in, start at that one, and uh, be a pretty good player in Ann Arbor. He was able to do that in the Sun Belt, be the player of the year this past season in the conference, and I definitely expect that to uh, transition to his game with Michigan as well. So, uh, Steve, I want to pass it back over to you. When it comes to this edition, Let's just talk about the recruiting muscles that Jawan Howard has right now, because this is really just him flexing his muscles. He really knows how to get kids to buy into what Michigan has to offer. I mean, you got the brotherhood, the family, the culture, and now you got the winning from this past season. Everything we've really seen over the last couple of years from the basketball program, all those things have really been paying off on the recruiting trail, both with high school prospects and with players in the portal.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's one thing to be able to sell really well it's another thing to do that while you're producing results, right? So you're able to close on the number one class because he has the authenticity, he has uh, a ton of MBA knowledge and connections and you know he's a guy who knows what it takes and then to be able to make this quick of a transition to the college game that only instills more confidence on top of those qualities that make him as good of a, a recruiter as he is. And, you know, he's been able to maintain um, some longtime staffers uh, on the staff as well as adding Martellian. And, and it, I mean, many people have said home run hire, and I know there was a ton of skeptic skepticism going into it, but when you have a guy who can recruit number one class, hire the right guys on the staff to uh, to complement your skill set, and then go into the, transfer portal and fill out your roster um, which is only going to become a more important skill set as the transfer portal becomes um, more heavily reliant by teams to fill those roster gaps I mean you get what you have now so the only final step here is um, you know you, you just need to continue success And I know that sounds obvious but the the main thing that you know, the only downside of bringing in a guy like Devonte Jones, you are going to take away some minutes from, uh, f- from Frankie Collins and possibly Kobe Bufkin, um, you know, two top 60 guys or around that area, top 80 guys at least um, who w- would have gotten considerable considerably more minutes without Jones on the roster. So the easiest way to put those things to rest is to go out and win championships. Right. So I mean, if you're winning Big Ten championships, if you're winning in tournaments, if you're getting far into March and April, I don't think the guys will really care whether they're getting five minutes or 10 minutes. When you're winning championships, it, it makes those things a lot less important. And that's just the thing that he has to continue. And, you know, I don't I don't see that slowing down based on what we've what we've seen thus
0: far. Yeah, me neither. And, and keep in mind, too, that when he was able to sign the number one recruiting class uh, this upcoming season here with, uh, you know, Kobe Buffkin, Frankie Collins, we've mentioned Caleb Houston, the five star, Musa Diabate. I mean, these guys pretty much all signed before the season was really kicking off here. There were a few guys that uh, signed in December. Isaiah Barnes signed in December, as did Frankie Collins and Buffkin. But you already had the five stars on board and uh, Will Cheddar being the other player who is already on board as well. So really good work on the recruiting trail. And, and John, I'll I'll pass it over to you uh, for the final word here just on uh, uh, the recruiting uh, process here that Jawan has really not only really been able to establish just success on the recruiting trail uh, with this incoming freshman class, but also in the portal with guys like Shaundi Brown, uh, Mike Smith, and now Jones being the latest guy here.
1: Yeah, I think he's just shown to be a really good manager of the roster. You know, he recruits really well, gets a lot of uh, top-end guys, some that'll stay for a year and then go to the NBA, some that'll stay for a few years um, to keep that blend going. And then when he has a hole that he needs filled, he's really adept at going to the transfer portal and and finding the guy that they need that uh, shores up that position or whatever hole they have. Um, just to create a complete team um, as he goes along. And then he's also uh, good at keeping everyone happy. You know, he can bring a guy who started every game for three years in Shaundi Brown and have him come off the bench and give um, crazy effort 100% of the time. You know, he gets everyone to buy in. And like Steven said, winning helps a lot with that. It makes everyone more satisfied. And I think, um, you know, developing these guys, I think he has a plan for everyone and is just a really good a steady hand over the program right now.
0: Yeah, but Shawnee Brown, you bring up a good point. Coming off the bench after starting multiple seasons over in the ACC, it takes a real selfless guy to want to do that, a guy that really bought into what Howard was selling. And uh, commend Shawnee Brown, man. I I, <laughs> I, I love Shawnee Brown as a player in, at Michigan, and uh, I'm, I'm certainly going to miss him. Um, uh, running up and down the floor, coming off the bench, being kind of being like that microwave player. Uh, they definitely need guys like that. And I think they've got a few guys in the wings for that. Uh, uh, very excited to see where the development of those guys go. Uh, so uh, yeah, stay tuned for all of that. But Steven, final word on anything, my man, you've got the uh, the, the the forearm training here coming up. So are, are you looking forward to uh, to the rest of your evening here?
2: Yeah, I, I think I could probably beat Jordan Phillips with the uh, rock climbing challenge. I don't <laughs> think I I don't think I could beat Devontae Jones. Devontae Jones, <laughs> I think he's, you know, it's when the bigger you are, the tougher it is. So like a 6'4 guy, yeah. 290, it's tough to rock climb with that. Devontae Jones would would probably absolutely destroy me just with his strength. So <laughs> that's all that's been on my mind is just like, I think I can take Phillips. I don't. I yeah. Can, I think I'm done with.
0: Is that a are you challenging Phillips now? Is that what you you're saying? You know
2: what? If any one of these guys want to want to try it out, um, oh, you know, prove me wrong. But
0: uh, no. I, th- I think we've got a uh, a new video series in the works for uh, the Maze and Brew <laughs> Channel. <laughs> this idea,
2: Steven uh, versus recruit. Ernie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There go. <laughs> oh man. Well, maybe uh, Victor's weekend for uh, the football program. Maybe we can <laughs> uh, do something <laughs> along those lines. We'll have to reach out out to the uh, SID there, but in all seriousness, I, I certainly appreciate you guys coming on the pod. As always, I s- certainly appreciate uh, you listeners for tuning in. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore on John. Where are you at?
1: At Simmons underscore John
0: and Steven at
1: Stephen Tosky.
0: Give Mason Brew a like and follow on pretty much any social media platform. You can imagine we're probably there. Give Steven's YouTube work a subscription on the YouTube channel, busting out content left and right, doing live streams and all that stuff. We'd greatly appreciate it. And give us five stars on all our podcasts here. We would certainly appreciate that as well. Thanks for listening. For John and Steven, I'm Vaughn. We'll be back next week with more recruiting. Hopefully we'll talk about some uh, more visitors coming in because we didn't really talk about that today uh, as we normally have in the last month or so. But uh, we'll certainly keep you guys uh, tuned in with all of that. But until then, go blue.